back to Deb Schreiben here. What's healthy? We are. As we continue to really be surrounded by the coronavirus, doctors' offices, much like mine, have had to really change how we interact with our patients. So I wanted to talk a little bit about telemedicine and telewellness and the things that we're doing in my office so that we can continue to have really good contact with our patients uh, if you're afraid to leave the house or if you're trying to really just stay home and stay quarantined because maybe you have an elderly parent or an immune compromised parent or family member in your house so that means we really want you to stay home so you can stay healthy so you don't bring anything back into the house that will that will compromise their immune system. So telemedicine is something that we have been doing for a long time. We have patients all over the country and we do a lot of video chat, FaceTime, WebEx, Zoom video meetings, and um, we're just using it more broadly now here in the office. And it's a fantastic way to have contact with your doctor without actually having to go into the doctor. We have the ability to send supplements through the mail to you so you really don't have to come here. Or if you're close by and you wanna just drive up, we actually can bring it out to the parking lot to you so you can get your supplements um, or anything that you might need to keep you healthy, to keep boosting that immune system during a time like today where we have this coronavirus issue until we have this better controlled and know what we need to do to really keep people healthy uh, people healthy during this crisis. So telemedicine is an excellent way to have contact with your doctors. I know many, many doctors are moving toward this. Um, and like I said, we've been doing it for a long time, so we're all set up and ready to go. So if there's something you're interested in, you know, don't hesitate to give our office a call. We can take really good care of you that way as well. Um, I know that we are uh, really spending a lot of time cleaning our offices more thoroughly, although most of the doctor's offices that I know have really been cleaning their offices um, and really did diligently doing this, but not talking so much about it. And I think that uh, it's important to really to let you all know that we are scrubbing down our offices. We are following CDC guidelines. Most of the doctor's offices are doing this. Um, I know I've heard many of my friends have closed down their offices. Uh, we will continue to be open because we are confident that we are clean and we are healthy and we are able to keep you healthy. Uh, some of the things that we're doing um, is uh, that distancing, social distancing. We are actually having patients call us when they're in our parking lot so that we can make sure that they can come in and we can get you right into a room so you don't even have to sit in the waiting room with other patients. Uh, we have a large enough facility that you will always be more than six feet away than other patients in the office if you see any patients at all. Um, we are taking extreme measures too. We're taking temperatures of all of our staff members uh, and making sure that everybody is healthy so that we can keep you healthy because it's really important that you do continue to come into your doctors and come in for appointments so that you can continue to boost your immune system. Um, I know that this social distancing, it's, it's weird for me. I'm a hugger. I love to hug all of my patients and everybody. So, you know, I know staying away from my patients has been tough, but we are doing it and, um, and keeping everybody safe and sound. So I hope these suggestions can help you. Um, I know that uh, I, it's, it's different, but we're getting used to it and we'll do it until we, we don't have to do that any longer. Um, Daisy sent a question in and she says, I know about the basics of how I should protect myself from coronavirus, but is there anything else I can do to boost my immune system? And I think this is a fantastic question. I talked a little bit about it the other day and I'm educating all of my patients on this, but hand washing is the best way that you can really keep yourself safe and other people safe and healthy. 
I know that we are scrubbing our hands between our patients. We're leaving the room, scrubbing them again. We're using a lot of hand sanitizer. We have Kangen water in the office, which is um, when we set it to the acidic setting, it's known to kill bugs and viruses and bacteria and really help keep surfaces clean. So for people who are out of these um, hand sanitizers, you can come into our office. We will give it to you, bring a bottle. Uh, so that we can fill you up and you can take it home and you can start using that as well. Um, make sure you're getting plenty of sleep. You know, seven to nine hours is ideal. If you're not feeling well, sleep more. Take, listen to your body. Our bodies heal when we're sleeping. Increase your fluid intake. And here's a big one, supplements. We know that supplementation can help boost your immune system. You can take them orally, you can take them via injections. We have B12 injections. You can do cocktails like through IV. So we can actually hydrate you and give you lots of really cool uh, vitamins. Because you know what we know is if you don't take care of your wellness now throughout all of this, that you're gonna be taking care of an illness and you're gonna be forced to do that. So really try to take good care of your body. Um, I know some of you are walking around with gloves on and with masks on. And what we know is we really need those masks for our healthcare providers so that we can keep them safe. Some of the research studies are showing that they're just really, you know, they're to kind of protect you and they're not really even working as well as we think that they would be working. So don't bother using them. Leave them there for the healthcare providers. Um, same thing with gloves. We think that if we put gloves on that it's going to protect us. But what they're showing is that it's actually not protecting us, but that we're actually um, moving those germs from surface to surface because we forget that we are wearing gloves and you just kind of touch everything. So just, you know, the best line of defense really is keeping your immune system healthy and washing those hands. So I have a couple of supplements with me I wanted to show you and I'll talk a little bit about each one of them. Um, this one right here is called Acute Virotox. This is a homeopathic antiviral. We know coronavirus is something that's on the newer side for us. So, you know, we haven't tested these things with coronavirus, but we do know that when we do these homeopathics, the other viruses that we've had, it really helps to fight that. So this is an excellent one. We have something called colloidal silver. It comes in all kinds of different sizes. We can squirt it up our nose, which we know is a, one of the ways that we have, um, this is one of the ways that we uh, are contracting these illness right through the droplets that are coming in through our mouth and our nose. And this is a great way to kill some of those infections. So this is um, colloidal silver. And there's many, many different brands of these. These are just the ones that we have in our office. And you know what? We're quite lucky. We do have some of this stuff left in our office. A lot of the doctor's offices are out. And supply and demand, uh, a lot of doctor's offices are having trouble getting this stuff in. So we do still have some of this stuff in the office. So if you need it, you can come by and grab it. This is something called Sambugard. This is elderberry. It's elderberry flower, elderberry syrup, echinacea, and a little bit of vitamin C. All of the things that we know boost your immune system. Um, another really great one is probiotics. A lot of us are taking probiotics because we want to keep our gut healthy. So why are we doing this? Because our immune system lives in our gut. So it's important to keep our gut healthy by taking probiotics. Uh, another really interesting uh, tidbit for you to take home with you is that you should be alternating your probiotics every 30 to 60 days because our bodies get used to it and we want to change it and put different kinds of bacteria in that gut to fight all of these different things that we're getting exposed to these days. So a good probiotic and make sure that you are changing it up every 30 to 
six days. Uh, this one is called 7M. This is actually a mushroom complex. Um, any really good mushroom complex will do. Uh, we do have a few of these left in the office as well, but mushrooms help us fight all kinds of germs and infections. So that's a great one for you to try too. So get plenty of rest, drink lots of fluids, um, wash, wash, wash those hands and take really good supplements to boost your immune system. So Daisy, that was a fantastic question and I hope that uh, this helps you with some of those answers. Don't forget we can mail things to you as well if you are not local to us here. Um, I have another question from Jennifer and she says, what are some of the things that I can do to help protect myself from coronavirus when I have to go shopping? And, uh, you know, I know this is a really big concern for a lot of people. And I know in some of the cities like New York City, they're telling you, you can go to your doctor's appointments, you can go to the grocery store and get food. And um, other than that, go outside and exercise. So what do you do when you have to go to a doctor's office or to the grocery store to keep yourself healthy? Um, a lot of the grocery stores are giving you these um, hand sanitizer wipes, antibacterial wipes, antimicrobial wipes. Use them, scrub, and make sure you do it for 20 or 30 seconds. Wipe off that cart. Um, it will also wipe off your hands for you. Um, make sure that when you're going through the store, stay away from people. If you're in line, give them plenty of space in front of you. Don't be afraid to touch the food items. Um, you can go wash your hands as soon as you're done. You can hand sanitize your own hands. Um, so don't be afraid to pick things up. Um, you know, in fact, they do say that right coming into contact with germs helps your body's build, boost its immune system to those germs. Um, keep your hands away from your face, right? We want to do this all the time. And one of the things that you want to do is just keep your hands away from your face. Yes, I did wash my hands and sanitize before I sat down here. So um, another thing is to use your own pen, bring your own pen with you. So if you think you're going to be signing something or you bring your own pen, because that's one of the things you don't want thousands of people to touching the same pen that you're touching. Same thing with uh, gas when you fill up your cars. You know, make sure you, if you have a sanitizer, you can wipe down that pump handle. Um, if not, make sure you wipe it down after. Wipe down your steering wheel, scrub your hands. Those are great ways for you to protect yourself when you have to go into public places um, until all of this stuff kind of settles down and the dust settles and we get back into a healthier environment. So Jennifer, that was a great question. I hope that that helped you as well. Uh, we're gonna start talking about migraine headaches next. I know a lot of us suffer from migraine headaches and um, I know there was this big thing with Excedrin migraine and pulling it off the shelves and I wanted to talk a little bit about migraine headaches and what we can do to actually identify the underlying causes of these migraine headaches and what we can do to get better from those headaches. So you've probably all heard that uh, uh, Excedrin migraine is still off the shelves. I don't know how many weeks later this is. We thought that it would probably be back because I can't get the formulation quite right, but it's not back. And you know what, in my world, that's okay because there are other things that you can be doing to ward off these migraine headaches and stave them off and keep yourself healthy. And um, the first thing that I recommend when you do that is really kind of identify why you're having these migraine headaches. So how do you do that? Well, it's by doing the right testing. A lot of migraine headaches are caused by um, hormone imbalances. So we do some saliva testing. We can do some blood testing. So we could try to figure out what is causing your migraine headaches in case you can't 
um, get this Excedrin migraine or whatever migraine medicine it is that you usually use. And you know, I laugh about this with my patients, but when they come to me and they say, hey, Dr. Deb, what should I do? I ask them first, is it that your body is not producing enough Excedrin migraine? And then they laugh at me and then they sit down and they think about it and they think you're right. My body doesn't produce Excedrin migraine and our bodies are pretty darn perfect. So what is it that's going on that's, that's causing me to have migraine headaches? Um, so that's a pretty uh, interesting you know, concept, I think, and a good way to look at it. Um, a migraine headache is different than a regular headache, and I get that question a lot as well. You know, what is the difference between a migraine headache and a tension headache or another type of headache? So let me try to explain it really quickly and easily for you. Um, migraine headaches, what happens when you have a migraine headache is that your blood vessels actually expand. And when your blood vessels expand, we call that vasodilation, more blood comes rushing in. And that causes an increase in pressure and it causes what we call a migraine headache. A lot of symptoms that accompany migraine headaches are sensitivity to lights or those little flashing lights or those floaters, we call those actually scintillating scotomas. Um, nausea and vomiting can happen when you have a migraine headache and um, uh, sensitivity to light and sensitivity to noise are some of the symptoms that do accompany migraine headaches, but they are caused because your, your blood vessels actually dilate. So the medication that you take actually help you vasoconstrict, make those blood vessels get stronger. A regular headache, tension type headache, it's actually opposite that. Your blood vessels constrict, they get smaller. So the medications that we take vasodilate those uh, blood vessels and get more blood in and it helps reduce your headache symptoms or the pain from a headache. So one thing that you can do is if you have a regular headache and you take headache medicine and it doesn't get better, it might actually be a migraine. If you took migraine medicine for a headache and it doesn't get better, then it wasn't probably a migraine headache, it was probably a regular headache. So that's something that you can think through when you're trying to identify the kind of headache that you're having. Uh, also, what we do if you aren't taking medication is caffeine, or if you can't get medication, caffeine will help a migraine headache get better. It will also help a regular headache get worse, help it get worse. It will make it get worse. So that's another way you can differentiate between a regular headache and a migraine headache. Um, how do we test for it again? We will saliva test for hormones because oftentimes men and women alike have hormone imbalances where either testosterone is too low or too high, progesterone's off, um, estradiol, estrogen, estrogen, all of those uh, sex hormones are out of whack. And when we get them better balanced, then you will feel better. And that's what happened with me when I was having migraine headaches. I call myself a migraine survivor. I have had one migraine headache. And for all you migraine sufferers out there, I know exactly what it feels like. It takes your life away. Um, but there is hope for you in doing the right testing and then getting you on either the right supplements to balance those hormones better, um, and there are lots of different supplements that we can use to help you feel better. And then if worse comes to worse and you have to take a medication that you're actually taking the right medication to help you feel better from the type of headache that you're suffering from. So um, one of the other questions that I have gotten to is, um, is why do I get a headache when I take a medication? And we call those overuse headaches. And um, these are headaches that occur when you have taken medication specifically for a headache. So 
If you're taking medication for other things like arthritis or um, other things that are bothering you, you typically, typically don't get these rebound type headaches uh, or these overuse type headaches. It's only when you're taking that medication for a headache. So I hope that that makes sense to you. Um, so if you're taking medication for treatment of headaches, you gotta watch out that you don't get these rebound headaches or these overuse headaches. So I just had a question come in from Jim and Jim says, I've suffered from migraines for years. How can I find out if an irritant is causing it or something I'm eating is causing it? And Jim, this is a fantastic question and that goes right along with actually testing the right way. Um, testing to see if it's hormones. Uh, we, you know, thyroid issues actually can cause a lot of headaches, especially morning headaches. So those of you who wake up with headaches in the morning, it's important to test thyroid and to test fully and the right way, not just TSH with free reflex to free T4. Um, we want to do food allergy testing for you because oftentimes sensitivity to foods is not just something that shows up with stomach or weight gain or diarrhea or constipation, but it will actually show up as a headache. Um, cleaners and detergents can do that. So if you suspect that you're having a sensitivity to a cleaner or detergent, you can change to a more natural cleaner or detergent, and that may alleviate some of these headaches as well for you. Um, so there are a lot of different, more natural approaches that you can take, and um, we can identify it through doing the right tests. And we identify which tests to do based on your history and the discussion that we have on kind of where you've been and where you're going, and we can help you identify the issues and then really resolve them for you. So thanks, Jim. That's an excellent question, and I hope that helps you as well. There is a really interesting a thing called paste labeling and it's coming out of the UK and some researchers are talking about changing the different labels on our foods so that we can look at a food and, and anybody could really look at a food and quickly look at it and go, huh, I wonder if this is a food that I wanna eat. You know, is it gonna put weight on me? Is it healthy for me? Um, and this is called paste labeling. They're calling it physical activity calorie equivalent and what they're thinking about doing is actually putting on the label um, exercise advice so you will have to do this much exercise based on your consumption of this food and i think that's a pretty interesting approach um, i think that we should continue to label our foods the way we are labeling it and i think it would be pretty cool to add that information so for people who have trouble figuring out well you know this thing is 3,000 calories so i have to exercise this much to burn this off. Um, so I think it's a really interesting um, uh, approach to health and wellness and providing information and getting information out there to people who you know aren't as educated in health and wellness and food. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see if they do it and, and how people respond to it and if it actually helps people with their health and wellness adventure as they move forward and get better educated on what the different foods are good for. So I hope all of this information has helped you. I hope that it has really alleviated some of your fear because I know a lot of us are really living in fear right now and are really scared of everything that's going around all along the world. 
Uh, normally we would be doing seminars, but we are really keeping our crowds down to a minimum. So I hope you will take advantage of our ability to use telemedicine and video chats. So if you're struggling with any of the stuff that I just talked about, if you have a lot of increased stress, and who doesn't today with everything that's going on, uh, if you are having hormone imbalances and you really aren't feeling great, you don't feel like yourself, if you can't lose the weight, uh, if you have diabetes, and this is a really big one, right? These, you guys are the ones that are, are getting hit with this coronavirus uh, because you have uh, altered immune systems oftentimes when you have blood sugar issues or thyroid issues or autoimmunities or um, asthma, fibrosis of the lungs, all of the things that this coronavirus is really affecting, then please do take us up on the telemedicine uh, ability that we have so that we can just get on video chat, talk about what's going on and start your adventure toward wellness. Um, if you want to email us www.lakepointwellnesscenter.com you can give us a call at 770-974-5215 i hope this helps until next time love and light health and happiness bye bye